Hey, this is Saya. I'm Nicole. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Carol. And this is what keeps us together. Basically, the group chat in your head. Living rent free. Okay, so I had a couple of questions um, that came up earlier in the conversation based around uh, like self ascribing your blackness. Like when we were talking about like light skin versus dark skin. Mm-hmm. It, that conversation always intrigues me because I feel like it's always comparatively speaking not always but i feel like doesn't it have to be well yeah but here's my question are you what you are based on how you perceive yourself or how others perceive you Mm. i think it depends if you're in the middle because like i feel like for nicole and i we're on very opposite ends of the spectrum and i'm not even i'm not trying to be shady what i'm saying i'm just saying you're clearly more of a brown skin Mm -hmm. and i'm light skin yeah like for the two of you it would be what people perceive you as. Yeah, which is interesting because when you said I'm the, as the light skinned person here, I was like, I immediately looked at Sai and was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? What happened? What am I miss? What am I miss? <laughs> well, do, do you consider yourself light So never have. Never, oh, yeah. ever, and I never have. Okay. And, I want to put you, um, I, like if, I, if there were categories. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not my progressions. <laughs> Not my progressions. I appreciate you so much. And the interesting thing is, I didn't realize. Now, I was just talking to Zakia the other day about this, but um, I had heard the term "good hair" mm. around around my hair previously. For those of you who do not know, I did have rather long hair that went like down to like the middle of my back. Very long. Just rather uh, long. Just you long, know. flowing long. No biggie. A little bit of length on them. Like Aaliyah vibes, but no biggie. <laughs> Brandy locks. <laughs> Not brandy locks. Brandy? Brandy. Oh. oh. I was like, huh? Right. I was like, I want to laugh, but I don't get it. <laughs> In fact, I laughed at the oh. <laughs> right. Anyway. Anyway, long story short. So I got that, but I never, still never registered anything about light skin. I just got the whole perception of everyone adoring my hair and it being a grain that everyone wanted like Samson Mm. Sam whatever yeah so just I I knew that my parents never talked like that so Mm. I think that's another reason as to why I didn't ever equate like how fair or how dark my skin was Mm. I just we never talked about it so it was never one of those things but when I went to Tuskegee I mean, almost as soon as I went there, they were like, oh, look at your light skin, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Red bone. who, who, <laughs> who, who is this, who is this light skin? Where are they at? Where, right. where is this light skin? I got to holler. <laughs> yeah, truly. Where are they at? But yeah, so I had no idea. And it was one, that was a stigma that I had, not one that I thought much about but I just knew I had to like ignore and not pay any attention to was I got that my whole entire college career 
Was it? Were you offended? I wasn't offended. It was weird. It was weird to me because, in most cases, it is said in a way that is affirming. When Mm -hmm. that affirmation did nothing for me. Like, you know, thanks for sharing that you think, feel some type of way about me being like skin, but I don't even, I don't connect with that. So that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. anything to me. And so I just had to get past me feeling indifferent about it and realize, okay, that's like, I'm not, I'm not going to get a soapbox and tell everybody, like, I don't care that you think I'm light skin. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not going to, that wasn't worth it. But it was just one of those things of like having to get over that because it just happened way off. It was, it was, it didn't make any sense to me. That's funny. I felt this, I felt for me, it was almost like, not that I wore it as a badge of honor, it wasn't a badge of honor, but it was like, it was always being pointed out to me too. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I mean, I'm fair skinned, but people never assumed I was black. Mm, So that's what annoyed me was that no one, they always thought, oh, oh you're your mixed. Mama, or, your mama is oh, right? wow. or she yeah, I was like, are you Egyptian? Are you half white? Do you have Asian in your family? Like, it was always, oh, you look. Oh, the not, Asian, I understand them. Not black. No offense, no offense. So that's what, so I was like, okay. I was just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> this is it's like, oh, I don't want her to, to think me, I'm serious. It's like, I don't care about being light skinned, but it was annoying that I always yeah. had to prove that I'm black. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. just Blackness. black. Yeah. yeah, like, stop asking me. I'm only black. Or even when my parents came to school, I was like Miss Homecoming or something. My parents oh, came yeah. down. You talk about me. Mm-hmm. Casual. Right. Yeah, in real quick. Let's just walk right over there. Okay. <laughs> really no biggies. <laughs> sure. Okay, like, Miss Homecoming. So my family came things. down and they're like, oh, so where's your family? I'm like, oh, they're over there. They're like, so you're adopted? I'm just oh, like, what? No. You like, smack like I don't people. think. Like, these are, I'm pretty sure these are my biological parents. Like, they're the only parents that I know. <laughs> can you give me a complex? Like, you think you actually are adopted? It was all the time. Wow. Like, my, my brother started it with saying that I was I mean, adopted, so it started early in my life, so I kind of heard it all the time. But, but I always, it was a joke, you know, like, yeah, yeah. we want a dog, we got you. Like, it was like one of those kind of situations. <laughs> and so, don't laugh so hard because you said the same shit about me. No. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I can't wait to your wedding. <laughs> I've written my toast. I'm not letting you speak. I'm grabbing the mic. Is there a mic? Is there a mic? I need a mic. Bring her own mic. Right, plug it in. I'm gonna bring this one. Plug it into the DJ system. I'm gonna call mic up. Hey y'all. <laughs> Anyways, I've already said the toast, but <laughs> um, so yeah, I I already remembered hearing it because I also. I feel like I am lighter than most of my family. Right. My immediate family. But if you see my mom's side of the family, I'm we're the same complexion. My mom is the outlier in terms of skin color. Got it. So I never felt out of place because there's always somewhere I could go where I felt that I looked like, like people everybody. in my yeah, family. That makes but sense. also everyone always assumed that I wasn't like they weren't my parents or I wasn't a part of their family from the outside. Mm-hmm. So that's why like when I went to school, I was just like, why does everyone keep asking me? Right. Like That's really annoying. But yeah, like yeah. all the time. Like I'm black, just like that's, you. That's I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not like you. I don't know. I feel like people like put so much weight on complexion when it comes to like who you look like. Yeah. Because you look slam like both of your parents. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like features wise. So that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. But it's also hard for me to perceive because I've known you since yeah. birth. Right. right. Honestly, every single time my parents get to visit, they'd be like, are those your real, those your biological parents? It never failed. Somebody you, would ask me. That goes both ways because both of my parents are, my dad is super light-skinned. To me, he's light-skinned. And my mom is brown. Like, she's of the lighter shade of brown. And I would like to think that I'm probably the darkest one in my family. So, hmm. they there's always been 
And, I mean, my friend probably. I mean, and then there's the age difference too. I mean, honey, <laughs> that's probably also why people were like, yeah. hey, yes. Chloe had another baby. Right. At this late stage <laughs> in life um, when she got two grown kids. But I've always felt like I was the darker one. And people, it's the running joke that I'm my sister's kid, even though I know that's not the case. Because her <laughs> her husband is so dark skinned. And I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. He's dark skinned. I might be his kid. <laughs> and there's pictures of my mom. Yeah. Right and now, your so. grandmother was almost passing, right? So, I mean, with my mom's Wait, adopted, adopted, yeah, adopted, yeah. but yes, her adopted her gra- parent, her adoptive grandmother, mother was passing, like yeah, white, like stark white, straight, stringy hair, mm-hmm. and so yes, it would have thrown people off when you look at the family picture. There's lots of questions to be had, um, which is so I, you know, also it's not a known. I mean, I feel like your family doesn't. It's not a known fact that your mom is adopted, right? You know, it's not a secret, but it's not. Right, it's, we don't necessarily shout it from the rooftop, but right. you know, it's so things do look out of place. But even just within our own immediate family, it's there's definitely there. I think a lot of that happens within the personal family unit, is where I'm going with that. So mm-hmm. where you, your brother started the the joke of <laughs> we wanted a dog, we got you. It's the same thing. I think a lot of some sometimes that perception happens within your very own family unit where. Yeah. I'm not going to say it leaves a makes a complex, but it, it makes you self conscious yeah. about who you, you know who, who you look like, who you know where do you come from, it's where your that Khloe Kardashian. That's not a vibe. She needs a DNA. For me, I didn't feel like I didn't belong. I just always felt like I was having to prove my blackness yeah, in right. every single situation. So it's either at school with the white people, I had to prove that you, you know what I mean, one way, and then when I was with a bunch of my with the black friends, like am I black enough to be here? So I always felt like I was in like the in between. You're yeah. like Selena. You're not, not Selena. black enough to be here. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you remember you. that part of the movie? It's I like, do. we're not Mexican enough. We're not American enough. Yes. <laughs> I always feel like I'm just dark skinned until I'm around other dark skinned people because then it's like, I just, mm. apparently there's a spectrum. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think about it like that. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm dark skinned. It took me a long time to love being here and now I'm here. Brown but then, like, when I'm around like other dark skinned people, they're like, oh, you're like caramel, but I'm like chocolate. Or she's mm-hmm. like dark chocolate. And I'm like, can we? I just can we speak black? I don't, yeah, like yeah. I don't. Can we oh just be brown? The whole skin. food comparisons, like I'm good. It's right. just right. imagine being told you're beige. That's why I get all the time. Is that an old thing? Can someone old tell you that? Well, and it makes her too. Remember, like back in the day when Mary Kay was a big thing, and yes. how like they would have to do like so many like Sales. makeup, yeah. but they, like makeup tutorials. Oh, yeah. And someone like did mine, and like my foundation because she matched beige. it too was beige. That's okay. I'm always a food. It's always like cocoa. Except like now places have started doing like deep or like yeah. dark deep. Yeah, mine, like, <laughs> mine's olive mocha or like whatever that like. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, the Fenty. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know any of mine. That's so interesting. Well, you Shocker. Have more foundation, so no. makes sense. <laughs> it tracks. You had more. Do you have more notes, sir? Um, I had like a couple of other things that we talked about when we were talking about person of color mm. and like being half black and like is that are those like offensive terms? Are those terms that we ascribe to ourselves? Are those terms that other people ascribe to us? I would have. So that's interesting because even the person that I was describing in that moment, I shared it 
in that way because it needed context for the, like, the, conversation. the conversation. But I always assumed that that person was black. Like I didn't think that she was anything other than black. But yeah, I always like. Yeah, I guess I just always like call people black because yeah. I just think about like how you're received by rule. the world or the yeah. one drop rule. But like that isn't always how people are perceived yeah. by the world. A and then or how they B, perceive themselves. Yeah, Tiger Woods. That's what I, think what, my, what I was about to say. Yeah. So I, there was some conversation. I can't remember who it was was talking on the Breakfast Club and they were talking about Naomi Osaka mm-hmm. and like how like she needs to play for America uh, for Haiti and how it would be so much more meaningful and not really knowing like the complexities of all of what he's saying. So like, I don't even know if Haiti has like a tennis association that she could even play for hmm? in going to the Olympics and things like that. What? Mm-hmm. No, I'm listening. I'm just taking in what you're oh, saying. Yeah. Like I just, there are like all these, like things that countries have to have in order for you to play on their behalf at certain events. Right. And so like, I don't, I don't know if they have that. I've never heard of a Haitian tennis player. So like, but neither here nor there. When he like kept talking about it, he's like, well, you know how it would be so meaningful for Haiti and what it could do for Haiti and blah, blah. blah. And I was like, but her, like Osaka is not her dad's name. Her dad mm-hmm. is the Haitian in this relationship. Her mother is Japanese. So like, you're completely like overstepping the whole part of like, what's that relationship like? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, and it's not like dad. she shies away from being Haitian. It's just that she has pride in being Japanese. And, and also she, American. Right. And <laughs> she's blackity black. Like, right. out of all, like, I don't know of another, te- like, no offense to Serena or anything, yeah. but like, I don't know of another tennis player that has been as like, loudly black yeah. as Naomi Osaka. So it's kind of like, where are you going with this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, why is the battle you would choose? Right. Yeah, it should be based on like, how you identify and like what's your most comfortable yeah. is, but it's always how everyone else perceives you. Like Tia and Tamara, mm-hmm. they're half black and half white, but they both identify as black women. But also, I feel like if they identified as white women, there would have been backlash. uproar yeah. and backlash because they look more black, black than mm-hmm. they look white. One job yeah. rule. And yeah, it's, but it's in like, oh, never mind. Is Stacey Dash half black or half white? No, she, we've given her. <laughs> we've traded her. She describes as a white woman. You know, and we're letting her subscribe to whatever she wants to subscribe Over there. To. I was thinking as, of Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> <laughs> she's just white. She's just white. Wait, after all that backlash, did y'all, have y'all ever watched that yes, documentary? it was so She changed her last name good. to like something. Very African. It's like Nigerian. Yeah. Like, oh, no. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, and she didn't marry into the same either. No, she just changed her name. She chose it. No, that she was, you guys should watch it. You guys should watch it. Crazy. It's a really she good. Put, she said, I'm all in. Right. No, the train wreck that is her life is amazingly interesting. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, But a follow-up question in terms of personal color, like, is that when someone calls you a personal color, or when you hear that, like, are you offended? I didn't know that or people like, were offended by that. Neither did I. I have just, heard that. There's a whole podcast I that I listen that, to. But I know. Oh, uh, if you guys listen to it on NPR, they have a show called Code Switch, and they talk directly about. But what's this. the offense of just call me black? I think mm-hmm. it's because personal color can mean an encompassing number of things that people often use it. Not to talk about a group of people of color. It's like to talk about a black person. And like, it's kind of like when people are like, oh, uh, my um, African-American friend. It's like, you can just say black. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad word. Right. It's not offensive. Like, I'm right. proud to be it. You can just say that. Right. <laughs> I 
I yeah, think but like, friends, instead of saying that, they're trying to like be politically be like, correct and use it. But so, so it's like, was it BIPOC, right? Yeah. Those are, that's the full term. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like that's, it's a safe, I feel like it's a safer term for white people to use when talking about non-white people. But how about, is that what you would call yourself? Mm-hmm. Not me, but if I'm talking about a group of racially, uh, culturally diverse, diverse yeah. groups, so I would say POC. I don't disagree. Or the, if I don't know what you are, right. I'll say POC. The one time that I remember there being a lot of backlash was when there it was The Bachelor, this most recent season. Oh. And he Rachel describes Rachel? himself. Yeah. He is like, oh, well, as a person of color. And everyone was like, screw. Oh, like you don't want to claim oh, you're black. Yeah. Oh, you're one of those black yes. people immediately uh, is yeah. how everyone took it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that's, I get it. That's yeah. weird because you you know you're black. So yeah. why not just say or I'm do black? You know you're black? <laughs> but he claimed being black the whole season all of a sudden. That, that's what the controversy was, right? Well, he, he said, I think he said that he said POC because his mother was white and he didn't want to just claim black Got without it. claiming also but he said he was a black man the whole season he did later but yeah. in the beginning when he yeah. first was this doing this the first episode yeah, that the he first said episode this, so he was like, oh, trying oh, to oh, 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 like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, gotcha gotcha because he was black and he black at the reunion uh, he yeah. was but they dating again so <gasps> yeah. allegedly I haven't looked at it that was not how to tell what did I tell you I know y'all? you did I was like damn so I was right <laughs> I wanted you to be wrong so bad no he played her so hard Someone else said they were like, you after, all that. after all of that, you let him take you back? Because, man, right. you look like a fool. She does. And so does he. <laughs> yes. Anyways, well, we're not talking. Yes. Sorry, look like sorry. a fool yeah. and being a fool is oftentimes mm, wow. in the same But process. no, I would like say that. I would never describe myself as a person of color, but I'm also not offended if you call me a person of color. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm I would agree offended. with that. But also, I feel like I need to assert that I'm black at all times. So that's why I say I'm black. I also, they were also saying in the, the uh, I wish I'd listened to it now that I knew we were going to talk about this, but they talked about um, whether or not it being the POC or the BIPOC. Like people are like, oh, would you do you use that term? Do you want it to be written about you? And and people were like, it's just getting to be too much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the the conversation was about. Like what people want to be addressed as, what you're comfortable with. Are you okay? Some people don't want to be called black. Some people. What was it before black on the census? African American. No. Not Hispanic or Latino. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. There was something else. It wasn't it wasn't Negro. It was some you know, like but something along those Negan. lines. Like, I wish it was. <laughs> what else could there be? Could you imagine? I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure it said, sure said African American non Hispanic. Yeah, this I'm talking about like in the seventies, so this is a while ago. It might have been Negro. Yeah, I think it was Negro. Yeah. And I was like, I wouldn't want to be called that. Like it just you know add, sometimes I check other why? for a job. Do you guys? Yeah, claim? I hear a lot of people do that. I don't. I don't either. I'm like, if you're, you're gonna have to hire me, knowing yeah, that yeah, I'm black, because yeah. I'm not gonna come in here surprising you. That's how I feel. Well, well my no. name is kind of. I find it surprising about you. I mean, well, Nicole Gordon and Carol Johnson are very yes. Yeah, so you guys could put so Brown. Brown. I have yeah. such a basic. We have basic '80s names and. So sometimes I just check other. My name's not Carol Johnson anymore. I mean, the way my ancestry DNA is set up. (laughs) You got 0.3% Italian in you. No, the energy that you were giving 20 minutes ago, (laughs) they don't have to take me as I am. I'm not code switching for nobody. I find this very shocking. I don't check other because of a preference of you not wanting to know, but it's the truth. 
I mean, I'm black, but what about all the other parts? You only of do that last like, that's month. That's what you're doing. You just found <laughs> out that you had something else in you. Now you're claiming all these other races, and majority of you is black. Okay. Shut up. Ninety-nine point nine percent of you is black. Check other number. One percent of you is Italian. Okay. But because well, the other thing is, I know for myself, in all of my blackity blackness. I also know what people do, what managers do with resumes when you check black. And I know that's bad. Oh, wait. But I feel like tea. But sometimes I, I feel like it's not tea. tea. It is that's tea because if there's something else I need to be checking, I'm not thinking that I can check something else. But if you're telling me that I can check other and it moved me up in the ranks of what I'm not going to say it them, moves you up, but depending. I mean, no, wait, have you, you never up. heard that? This is a no, terrible thing. But I also felt like it worked in the other way. Like, don't they have a quota to... Well, that was what I was always thinking, so... Black check, it. check, check, yeah, check. Like, no, they, it's not going to be gang, gang up in there, so you might need one. But if you're telling me something different, put me on gang. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The way my name is set up and the way my address is set up, I have a lot of things working in my favor. Unfortunately, no, that but that's, just, that's true. That makes sense. Um, Dang, now I want to want a really white name. I'm just shocked that you've never heard... You didn't hear that whole experiment about that black girl changing her name on her resume and how she got way more job interviews because she had changed her name to something generic the versus Shaniqua or something. The makes sense. The other thing... It's I the just same thing. I don't know why I always was just like, well, that's not... Like, what if I show up as who I am? And then they're like, well, why wouldn't you check? I don't know what I was thinking, but I never thought... Resumes, that I don't do that. I'm talking about like when it's a sense of like something stupid that where they like they're oh, looking for different Well, what, what are you go. talking now about? All the resources yes. are going to be all off now, Nicole. Yeah, I'm talking about like when you fill out those little stupid surveys so that you can get, you know. <laughs> Oh, you know, like, like when the Democrats yes. be calling you? Yeah. Because oh, they think I you're white and... I don't know. Because yeah. I don't, uh-huh. I don't, I don't uh-huh. answer them phone calls. But I'm talking about like, but you when you got to fill out a survey <laughs> to get something or like if you have to complete a registration. Like if you... Not to say that this is Netflix. License registration? No, it's okay. No. Like when you do like a sign up or registration or something and they ask. About, oh, there's a lot of different, different demographic questions on different things you fill out. Right. For me personally, I'm always honest. For jobs though, if I'm heavy in my job That's search and I about. care, sometimes I will not disclose. Sometimes. Depending huh. on how my job search is going. Okay. But for the most part, I always check black because I don't want to come to your place of business. And they think, well, what? Are and you? you're confused at why I'm not Caucasian. Mm. Well, I have a I question. Mean, go ahead. Okay. Is Karen a microaggression? <laughs> First no. of all, microaggressions are only against marginalized groups. That's it. Same thing, but we said that black people can be racist. We had that conversation too. Wait, I don't agree with that. Wait, when did we say that? Yeah, I don't Remember we said that. that. You said that black people could be racist. I, I don't agree with that either. Oh, wait, in a previous podcast, was I on air when I said it? No, it, it doesn't was a private count. conversation. It doesn't count. <laughs> 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 I'm about to say, I don't agree with that at all. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. I, I do have this mm-hmm. notion, and I understand why people disagree with me, but I think that when I say racist, I don't mean like in an institutionalized fashion. Okay. Black people can dislike people because they're white. Is just where I'm at about it. And so that's how I approach it. Like that. Yes, that's fine, but I don't call that racist. But yes. but it's not pre- <laughs> but it's not prejudicial because I might not be blocking you from anything or preventing you from it? getting anything. It ain't racist. Call something else. I learned this conversation because I had friends that went to HBCUs and had a class on who could be racist. Let me put on my kids. <laughs> 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 
How's that school going? How's that school going? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I do not subscribe to that man at all. (laughs) What is it if they're not? That's who it was that was talking about Naomi Osaka. Also, not that's I figured it was him because he very rarely makes good points. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've agreed with him once. (laughs) I can't remember what it was. Um, But yeah, so is is black people coining the term Karen? For white people, is that a microaggression if you call a white person Karen? Don't roll your eyes. Answer my question. <laughs> my answer is no. I ain't never said that. I mean, my original answer was no. But is it a mi- if you act like a micro- Karen is an adjective, it's not. But we said already it's not a microaggression because they're not a marginalized group. So now, so we have free reign to just. No, that was my official answer. I think that it is 100% a microaggression. But what, the, what, the, what the definition said. But I don't, think it makes it, I don't think it makes it wrong. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's a descriptor. Of, right, it's, a, it's an adjective. Ooh. So if you acting like a Karen, then you acting like a Karen. Wait, so, but so maybe a white person called you Shaniqua. Is that a microaggression? Yes, we box. It's not a microaggression. <laughs> I'm gonna steal them. <laughs> <laughs> the aggression is going to be felt. Right. But here's the question, though. I feel like there needs to be another word for the response to microaggression because I feel like that's where mm. Karen came about. Yeah. Right. So right. it's like someone being racist towards so, you, and then you have a phrase that responds back to that right. racism. So going back to my original statement, if someone <laughs> offends you out of a microaggression and you respond accordingly. Accordingly, it is Karen. <laughs> Period. Period. Uh, <laughs> okay, I was just wondering where we were with that. That was um, very compelling. Should we talk about, this kind of segues into Michael B. Jordan and yeah. what recently happened with him. Okay, what happened with him? Tell me. Okay, so I'll do the light explanation. Um, so Michael B. Jordan came out with a rum and he named it Jouvet. Juve. That sounds sophisticated. <laughs> okay, so um, Juve, my context for Juve, and I feel like probably most Americans... I had no idea until I read this on the shade. Okay, room. well, the Americans that are dating Caribbeans like me... Caveat. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just know, like, anything about, like, carnival culture, um, or, like, have gone to the, like, Caribbeans during carnival, like, may know about Juve, but essentially, like... What is it? Okay, so Juve now is a event that happens... Let me back up. Carnival are events that happen in Caribbean countries that are like celebrations. So in Barbados is called crop over. Um, I don't know if it always coincides with their independence days or not, but essentially it's a parade. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen like the pictures of people like in parades and they have sections and they're in like elaborate costumes with feathers and wings and all these things you've seen a carnival yes. parade looking bad as yeah they AF. do yes okay so, no matter what size you are they look everyone bad. looks good okay mm. so Juve now is a um a part of that celebration and it's usually like the day or two before carnival and it is. Um, like an all night party like you'll like be walking and there's like paint there's like mud sometimes it just is like Mm. just like colors and you party all night until the sun comes Mm. up but the origination for juve um okay is broken down version of the french jus auvers 
I don't know if I, sorry if I butchered it. I tried. Yeah, um, so sounded real good. <laughs> the morning time referred to as day open. It's um, originated in Trinidad with best activities of, um, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm just going to skip over that word, which was a time mm-hmm. when sugarcane fields caught on fire and slaves were still forced to harvest the remaining crops before complete destruction. Oh my God. That event was reenacted and male slaves were mocked by their masters. However, after emancipation, the slaves mocked the masters mocking them um the festival begins way before the crack of dawn and proceeds a little past sunup the event that truly starts the main monday and tuesday carnival street parade events in trinidad and then it so it started in trinidad and then like other caribbean countries adopted it into their carnival Carnival events that makes sense so it sounds like they stole someone's culture Mm. but Mm. Okay, so this creates like an interesting conversation because I feel like the Caribbeans all have very similar cultural histories. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's why it wasn't perceived as like theft. Yeah, because like all of them have their own unique or carnival events, right? So like it just is like a way to extend that and a way mm. to celebrate. You know, and they were all, you know, they all have that history of like being enslaved and then you know, being mocked and then taking that power back and flipping it on its head and turning it into a celebration like black Mm. people be doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem with this rum that people were having, even though he created it with Trinidadians, the problem is that people felt like as an American, the origin is getting lost. I saw a tweet that was like, imagine you talking about Jouvet and someone being like, oh, Michael B. Jordan's rum. And I was Mm. like, oh. Like, but nothing else made that, like, hit. Like, that made that hit. I get it. But what I don't understand is if other Caribbean cultures have adopted it and it didn't happen to them, is it because because they're all Caribbean? And they're also doing doing the same celebration. celebration. But also, he's so... He's not saying that you can't use that term or he hasn't, like... You know, like, some people... Who who is he? Michael B. Jordan. So he hasn't... His trademark, I'm assuming only covers alcohol Probably. for his right. for his, More al- for his so brand. I right. would think less about like the technicalities of what the trademark is. Well that's what I'm I guess that's what I'm getting at. So okay. it's not like I would I guess for me as an American that doesn't know much about Caribbean culture, mm-hmm. if you said that word, then probably yes, I would associate that with his brand. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, didn't he also use the history of the word in the in branding the branding see i i would have thought so but i have never had a bottle so like to me like it makes sense that that's what's on the back of it but i don't know Project. because it hasn't been yeah i don't know if it's like out, yeah, where i don't think find, it is right yeah. i think that that was like the soft release so yeah. what is your because your fiance's caribbean was he offended yeah so we had a conversation he wasn't offended he was like i i get like why people are mad he's like but the reality is that this should have been trademarked a long time ago and they missed out on an opportunity Mm -hmm. and now it's like kind of glaring in their face. However, there's also like the nuanced issue of how we're talking about if black people can be microaggressors to other black people, there is, there is a shared history between all black people, Mm -hmm. but there are also nuanced differences Mm -hmm. and they're sometimes they're not nuanced. Sometimes they're major. And I think that, especially as Americans, our reality is very different from a lot of people who are Caribbean American mm-hmm. or who are Caribbeans. Yeah. And I think that we don't always know. I have learned more about Caribbean culture in the last four years than I have ever known. And 
like, I think even in the DC area, like I don't know that many Caribbean people here. Mm-hmm. Or if I do, like it's not overt. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I may like find out that you're later. Caribbean yeah. later, but it's not like on site I knew, but like in New York, very different. Mm-hmm. Like they're like Haitians hang out with a lot of Haitian people. There are like Haitian churches and things like that. Like I don't, and like this like block is usually like, oh, all the J- Jamaicans live here and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Things like that. And I, that is not something that I can relate to. And so I think it is just like respecting that space. Yeah. So is it the same as like if a white person called their vodka Juneteenth? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's not the same. No, but I'm saying like in terms of like the the outrage. No, I don't think it's the same. I think it's. I, think I would it's, be pissed if someone was like, was like, oh, I'm calling my vodka Juneteenth, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. So I, I think it. Um, I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's like straight blacked to outrage, right? But I, that I would have if like yeah. a white person named that. That's just wrong. But this, I feel like. I feel like we get stuck as. African Americans because we don't have our connection point, mm-hmm. and so we try like a lot I don't of know where we came from, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. like gotcha. if I'm you know if my ancestors are from Ghana, if they're from Nigeria, if they're from if I have touch points in Jamaica, if I have touch points in Haiti, I don't know. Right. So a lot of times I feel like we grasp at parts of culture that that are our shared history that we love and respect. And either want to be a part of or wish we had roots in. Mm -hmm. And we can just kind of, maybe we feel like we can just kind of adopt them because we don't know Mm -hmm. what we are. Um, But for people that do know, it can feel like intrusion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is very valid Mm -hmm. and probably sucks. But it's rough for us because it's like... (laughs) I just fried chicken some... and watermelon right. are right. my roots right. past that like I don't fucking know right. you know so like it is it's a convoluted situation yeah. um yeah. sorry go ahead but, well no. I was gonna say I was listening to another podcast that Sai and I listen to all the time and they were talking about this and they were saying was no one in the I guess same thing was no one in the room that told him this might well, I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of ironic if he was working with people yeah. from Trinidad. Yeah, and, and so I think, I think that too, that's that's what, how we got to the, the trademarking part. Because if he had been like, no one can use this name for festivals, for parades, whatever, then I could see why there was. I, I think I could identify, I could understand more of the outrage. But I do get if I'm hearing that name, if it's only associated with his rum, Instead why that's culture. annoying, and that's yeah. my culture. I yeah. do get that, but at the same time, I wouldn't know what any of this was. Right. Had it not been for the situation, mm-hmm. but now I do know. Yeah, so it's just like, but but, like, it, but do I know because you try? You, they feel like you try to steal it from them. Well, you yes. know because of this backlash. Yes. If you had just seen him come out with this rum, and like, maybe you would read the back of the bottle before you're going to drink it, but maybe not. So you may not really know. Yeah. And I don't think like if I'm and everyone's not going to right. Read and the if I'm Trinidadian, I don't really care if you know or not. I know. Right. That's and what it's my history, and right. I know like the grander meaning of what juve is, and if. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, yeah. if this isn't being, if that isn't being honored in this, or if that is not like the main focal point in this, then no, that makes it's sense. frustrating. Yeah. I I thought it was interesting because I was like, huh, I wonder. I thought that maybe he was trying to make a play to be like the official rum of like Try carnival that. or like just in general for like the events, which I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of it's random that you're doing it, but like kind of cool. But like also, I'm not Trinidadian, so right. like. I didn't give it the weight to like think yeah, about it being a one, and then donate half the proceeds to. Some, 
I don't know. But it still I, doesn't change her fact about if somebody is saying the name, they're going to think the wrong No, I get it. No, I, I do understand. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, to me, it just is kind of like sad that we don't know. And I mean, not that I'm like a connoisseur because I'm dating Patrick. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I wouldn't know about carnival culture, honestly, if it wasn't for Rihanna and her being in her crop over outfits every other year. Yeah. Agreed. True. And I only know that. Yeah. And so I feel like that is, you know, another like sad piece of like us yeah. being transplants in a country that we were brought to. Brought to. So, <laughs> so would you say that maybe there's a fine line between appropriation and revering? Yes. Oh, 100%. When yes. you're profiting? I think that's what. Yes. Yeah. Or like when you're changing the context of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I mean, even within our own race, if you will, we can appropriate something. Mm-hmm. Because like you like you said, I don't, this is the most I've learned about Carnival outside of, I know it's a major turn up. But out, outside of that, I don't have any context because it's not necessarily my specific culture or anything that has been ingrained in me. Um as a part of my upbringing. So without being educated in that area, people who don't have that background or don't have that upbringing or aren't even a part of that, like maybe I'm North Carolina, you know, from directly from across the pond and then to, to North Carolina and not through the Caribbean. Is that, is that me appropriating culture if I decide to, um, participate in festivities of 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 such. And I was then, just thinking that too. Did you I feel away when you went? No. See, I don't think participating is an yeah. infraction. I think it is owning a piece of it mm-hmm. that is okay. appropriation. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, so like, I think that, profit. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think that that is what is now. If he came out with a rum and he debuted it at Carnival, is that a problem? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So, like, yeah, that is where. I think the lines get drawn and I am, I just want to give this quick disclaimer. If I have misspoken or like, I will come back and edit and um, <laughs> fix it. I'm sorry. I and I'm just, you know, uh, learning. So, but, yes, but if learning. Michael B. Jordan was from Trinidad, this would have been a mute point. I think so. I think so too. I think, right. I think that is he would be revering his culture. Yes. And he has the background. Watch him come out with his ancestry DNA results. (laughs) Right. No, he already was like, I'm changing the name. No, he did. He did. He did. He apologized immediately. I have never seen a black person give the I'm listening and learning apology. (laughs) The iOS press release came out right now. I was like, wow. It was interesting, too. I mean, I guess, like, Nicki Minaj hopped on, but well, it wasn't, you know, like, rude or disrespectful. But because she's Trinidadian, she was like, just change the name. Right. Yeah. No, I. That's it's the, re- the respect enough. part is important because you. I mean, you even see about the TikTok people, the black people, the kids aren't dancing anymore right now, and then there's no black white creators. kids here. Right. Yeah. The black the white creators don't know what to do, but there's there's always that thing of like everything that we do create too. We're afraid that it's going to be stolen from yeah. us. So that's also yeah. like, I think... A trauma response. Exa- yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And so like yeah. going back to what we originally were talking about, it's one of those it's one of those back and forth of like, yes, I'm trying to grab straws at what my culture is, but at the same time, I don't want you to benefit by selling chicken dinners on my behalf on Juneteenth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just all yeah. of that is like... All interwoven. Yeah, yeah. interwoven into w- the way in which we have to... We feel like we need to a respond to next make year. sure... 
But also, I know we decided not to talk about this, but I feel like this is also going into pride. And I, I feel like we're segueing a little bit mm. about this. Like when um, a lot, and pretty much every corporation right now, besides Chick-fil-A, their logo is a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. Like they've changed their avatars yes. on Instagram to be a rainbow. And yes. so it feels like, I don't know if it, for, to, for you as a member of that community, if it feels like support or it feels like you're just... Like you're just checking off a box to try and profit off of someone else's experience. Because while I'm sure there are members of the community in the gay community that are part of these corporations, I would say probably it's a good chance that the decision makers aren't. Yeah, yeah, and it's I have as somebody who grew up in you know pre will and uh what's will and grace and all of those like like more openly you know pre i'm sorry you said pre and my first thought was historic (laughs) (laughs) first of all pre will and grace is already whatever what was pre will and grace um, what time is that what time frame z and c were and were walking talking when they were walking here and they were like yeah we became friends in like 94 95 and i was like Wow. <laughs> I was six. I was four years old. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now talk about my me and my friend's age. Um no you uh, have nothing to do with this. Whatever. She's a part of the community, so she had, does um with regards to this though. Um at the time that I came out, I had to go to certain stores. When I wanted to, like, remember, I'm old, so I don't do parades anymore. But when I first came out, I wanted to. It's like, oh, I want to go get some gear and have my rainbow, whatever on. So you bought felt and stitched it together. (laughs) Savagery. (laughs) This is interesting, though, because I never knew about Black Pride Weekend until we were friends. Yeah. that's It's like, yeah. Most people don't. So that's a whole nother issue within itself. Is there an individual parade? Outside of Mm-mm. so okay, the parade okay. is mainly in most a club weekend. At most, yeah. yes, ours is a mainly a club weekend, but it also is. Um, they do a lot of stuff at the like main host hotel for stuff that is particularly. Is there a convention? <laughs> so during that weekend, <laughs> no, during that weekend there will be like a there'll be a host hotel that like. You know, if you're coming from out of town, mm-hmm. most a lot of people will will come and stay there. The nice thing about that is, or at least in that one place, it's is yeah, y'all are all kind of in one place, so they're centralized. There's there are like there's some things that they do. There's sometimes um, like a ball or something along those lines that would be held there or whatever the case may be. But it's not as big and elaborate as far as like the New York uh, gay parade, the DC gay parade, the LA. Parade. Those are usually can't speak for all of them, but they're usually the white run ones. And the mm-hmm. reason in which we are at a point where now there are separate events for whatever group of color. So there have been. I know that there are Latin Pride weekends as well in uh, New York, um, but here it, it was Miami. one of the things of there not being enough representation and the money not trickling down mm-hmm. you're seeing mainly gay white males orchestrating running gathering money Got out it. with those things and so there was no space for black brown trans 
completely unique spectrum of people. And so there was the need and the desire to have um, a separate, something separate, just for us to be affirmed because we weren't being found, weren't finding that 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 was the case in any of the large cities. Um, So saying all that to say, when I went to my first couple of prides, I definitely wanted... The disrespect. Jesus. Wasn't even out in 1990, but thank you. Uh... Yeah, I wanted to wear my Pride stuff. So I had to like, I remember the different Nuggets had just changed over to their rainbow mm. um, jersey. Uh, jersey. Really? Yeah. They, yeah. It wasn't oh, a full wow. rainbow, but like the, the, it's the. Um, oh, you mean in their, their jersey. They didn't do it for Pride. They know. They just changed, changed their. It. Oh, yeah, their okay. Whole, their, I was like, wow, I've never no, no, seen no, no. that. It was like in 1990? No. But I forgot that that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The abuse that I, uh, yes, I, the abuse I'm, I'm receiving. With you. Whatever. Anyway, so their no, their actual logo at one point had a rainbow in the silhouette of the of the skyline. Yeah. The skyline had had that mm-hmm. rainbow oh. part in it. Yeah. Oh, like it is now, but just. A is it still again? Because it's still changed. in there. Okay, yeah. they've I've gone seen, back and forth to different crazy. different iterations. You said Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Denver. Yeah. So. Um, that was what I got. And I remember being like, this is one of the very few things I could find at that time. So I do understand and appreciate having that stuff available when you want to wear it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even when we have younger members of our community, what you're looking for, you're looking for somebody to have something so you can celebrate your pride. So, mm-hmm. yes, I'm appreciative of that. But I, at the same time, there are instances where you're also like. This is only because like money, the money that can be made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. not if, if we didn't, if you think about the gay community, um, two white men in a relationship, that's a lot of money that's not being spent on, on kids or anything else because they usually, if they do, it's new for them to have kids now. But that money, that's the money that they're looking for. Yeah. So I get that. But I also appreciate can appreciate and understand having that ability to just be able to go... I'm here in New York and I totally forgot to bring something for my for the for the pride event. As I go to Target, I know for sure I can get something. Mm-hmm. That's so nice to be yeah, able to do it's that now. A plus or minus. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. But I yeah, we're we're having a more and more open society and a more understanding one. So for them, me it's that's not it's not an offensive thing because I've lived a different life. Yeah. It's funny because it's, it's like even else. Juneteenth, like I try to make it a point to buy my Juneteenth stuff from a black Mm-hmm. like online boutique or whatever like i try really hard not to get it from amazon because you just never know who owns yeah right where you're getting it from but for pride like i remember getting some stuff for a friend of mine i went to target because i didn't i guess really for black people it's like okay for them to say black owned mm-hmm. i don't see a lot of like oh that's so interesting queer businesses that say like yeah gay owned. I don't yeah. even know if that's appropriate. Like, that's even something that they, they do like, or where right. I would go to make sure that I'm buying my pride apparel. Yeah, that's going to go to... That's right yes. to benefit from someone from that community. Like, yeah. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I just know every single organization point. right now... Yeah. Right. It's it's all rainbow, but come July 1st, well, yeah. it'll be back to... Yeah, it'll yeah, probably be a rainbow... It'll be red, the, white, and blue. Yeah, it'll be red, white, and blue as, yeah. as soon as July 1st hits. But yeah. the, I just thought about it. I just I got all my stuff from Target for, that, for this friend, Same. but I can't think about if... And went on Etsy and I typed in like, I think I can type in black owned. I don't think I can type owned. in yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's not a filter. As a qualifier. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Mm. Uh, That's, that's sad actually because I would want to make sure that I'm supporting. Yeah. Yep. I've never thought about it before this conversation. Me neither. Right. I haven't thought about it like that. 
That's Maybe. annoying, actually. So now I feel like I need to go out of my way to like find a place. Yeah, find. Look, I would have to too because I'm like I don't know anybody making no t-shirts um, right now or towels or, or something. Anything. I wish yeah, I did. I yeah. wish I did too. I used I to make it a point to make sure I supported at least gay friendly, if nothing else. Yeah, like or uh, establishments during June. June, mm-hmm. yeah. Nope. Um, I do. I, I that is. I am appreciative of. I think. Like I said, it's just one of those things of like, the society has begun affirming these individuals by supporting them within the community. Uh, uh the community with thing the products that they are providing. So, mm-hmm. as long as I mean, I know enough gay people who work at Target, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's interesting too. It made me think about I forgot to talk about the Labor Day parade in New York, mm-hmm. but they have it's basically like for Caribbean Americans, like their carnival. Mm-hmm. And so like Patrick was like floored that I had never heard of it <laughs> before we started dating. It's like you've never heard about the Labor Day parade in New York, and I was like, bro, I'm not from there. Mm-hmm. Why would we do that? <laughs> but I guess it's like a it's a big parade, you know, like mm-hmm. it is in. The Caribbeans, but it's in New York City, mm-hmm. and it's like all of the, like first generation or even like just oh, the yeah. I think they the, had that on. Uh, what was it? Loving Hip Hop, maybe. I don't know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, where it's like their parade for you know being centralized in New York, and everyone has their individual flags of like where their families are from, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was so yeah. lit. It is. It's also that's the one thing I. I always feel very jealous of people that know where they came yeah. from. And I just, and also like when I go, cause right now I work and do a lot of multicultural weddings and I love it. I love the history. I love the traditional garb that they're wearing. Mm-hmm. I love the dances that they have. And then, I mean, for us, we have, I think African-Americans have developed our own thing, yeah. but it's still not the same as going to a Caribbean it's or an African or not. even an Indian wedding where it's very, they're very prideful of their history mm-hmm. and it's just a different vibe. Yeah. And I really mm-hmm. wish I knew that part of my culture, but at the same time, it's like when I know, am I going to feel comfortable trying to Leaning adapt into it. Yeah. those mm-hmm. cultural things yeah. from that culture, even though I, I, it's not, it doesn't feel like mine. Right. That's, that a makes sense. Point. That's a good point. But, um, I'm very jealous of people that know Me too. where they originated. I remember from. a coworker and this, my this coworker is white and she was like talking to me about I guess like some somebody wrote a story like wrote a book about her family and it was like not in great light for one of her like great uncles and she was venting to me about it I guess she had just like found out about the book and read rich uh neither here nor there Mm. um so she was like really upset about the story and she was like can you believe that and I just was like looking at her and I was like I'm so sorry because this isn't what you want to hear, but I can't get past the fact that you know that many of your ancestors. Like, I'm floored by the fact that you even know that you feel this connected to people that are this far down your lineage. I'm also floored that someone cared enough about who these people are. To write a book about. You really want to know what is bugging her? It is. Like, like, what is who what is are these people? people? It's okay. You don't need to know. It's not Tell me after. to the. <laughs> no, but you're not gonna know. I don't know. How Tell me, I want to Google it. <laughs> you know she will. Lord have No, but I mean, I agree. That is crazy. They know, but it's also that other people care about who they are. Yeah, they've taken time. Out it's of mainly that she knows. Yeah, that's the point I was yeah. making. <laughs> that she could even care. She knows to care. Important piece. I really want to know these people are. All right, is it time for to us yes. to affirm? <laughs> Let's get into some affirmations. Who wants to go first? 
For context, who are you for me? Our listeners. Our right. listeners. But what is what is the theme of the affirmations? Is that what you're asking? Uh, yes. yes. Jesus. What well, I guess um, handling of these microaggressions, I believe. Yes. Mm. I have firm patience. Right, can someone affirm me? <laughs> okay, let me just tell you right now. No. How we handle a lot of microaggressions is we get in this here group chat and we are like, my oh, response email right. is going to be this. Please, can someone please help me rewrite this email? <laughs> so without going to damn off on this That's person. their response. Mine is, go off, Boss sis. them up. <laughs> go off. Fight <laughs> ass is that your affirmation? <laughs> Anytime you experience a microgrid. Yes. <laughs> right. I will, Nicole's I'll affirmation be- is. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. I affirm. Actually, I will go ahead and start. I affirm to our listeners today that it is okay to be loud and proud. Oh, yay. Hmm. It's not where I thought you were going, but no, I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's it, where I thought you were going. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay to be loud and proud. Be authentically you. Don't let anybody um, dim your light in a way. Just, you know, sometimes you don't have to sugarcoat shit. Hmm. And that's all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and you for I'm coming out. to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? Okay, I'll go. I guess, so there's a fine line between wanting to be supportive and being ignorant to the facts. Mm -hmm. So I would say for those that are trying to be allies in whatever space that is, and to open yourself up to be educated um, in areas that you are unaware of. So um, for me, for example, I am not gay, but I listen to podcasts that are led by those of the queer community so I can understand where they're coming from in certain aspects that I normally wouldn't understand. So whether you are white or not a member of a certain community or whatever, just make sure you're educating yourself so that when someone does come at you and corrects you, that you're not taking on that and being offended, but more so taking it on as an opportunity to learn about a space that you're not familiar with. Um, So I would say one, Educate yourself proactively because it's also very annoying to be a part of a marginalized community and feel like you constantly need to educate people that are not a part of that community. So um, be proactive in your education. Do not be offended when people are correcting you. Um, Sorry, my hands, because I'm being... I'm very passionate about not being the person that needs to educate you on something that you have all the resources and access to on your own. This is so... I wish we had talked about it. I really want to talk about this. Okay, so part three, because I feel like this episode could be two parts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I would say just educate yourself. Be proactive about educating yourself. Do not be offended. And also for those of us that are part of marginalized communities, um, it's okay, as Nicole has already stated, to respond. <laughs> um, you know, when you feel like you're experiencing microaggression, it's okay to respond in whatever way that you feel is appropriate. Hopefully, that reaction doesn't end up in jail. Oh, um, yeah. I hope that just ends up into a larger conversation yes. of education. Um, but you matter. Amen. Amen. Mm. And God bless. Come on, you matter. But add that last little bit to it. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm just going to affirm for individuals who are are dealing with microaggressions that 
you know who you are and, and stand in who you are. Um, there, there's never going to be a time, unfortunately, I don't think, um, in this lifetime at least, we'll be able to to get to a point where we say we won't have any microaggressions. So I think that the the main thing and my takeaway from even dealing with it um, as I've moved forward in my personal career has always been to just remember who you are, regardless of what somebody else may misunderstand or or um, is trying to learn or is just blatantly even possibly even racist, racist at some point. Just remember who you are. There are going to be always in life people who are going to maybe feel some type of way or try to influence you in one, one way or another or even try to capitalize on who you are um, based upon, I don't know, your pride or your blackness or whatever the case may be. But that doesn't take away from who you are. Um, if you If you are looking for a response, just know you'll know the response when it's necessary. And I affirm that you will respond in the way in which it needs to be. So we talked even earlier about it being one where you might have to step away from it and that's okay to step away from whatever you're dealing with in that moment and come back to it and either do a clap back or, or handle it however it's necessary, but don't allow them to take away from you about what trying to manage their microaggressions. You know who you are, standing who you are, and don't worry about what somebody brings, brings to you, but just move through it remembering who you are. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And I want to affirm taking up space. Um, I feel like microaggressions by nature are made to make you feel small. They make you want to doubt yourself. They make you want to um, like question a your reality and be like why you're doing something or if that is the appropriate thing to do. And I think that if you're being truthful and authentic to yourself, then there is no need to doubt yourself or to doubt any of those things or to even clarify anything that you're doing to anybody else that may be uh, subvertly complimenting you or asking you questions or making you question like whatever you're doing, um, standing your truth and um, continue to move in your space in the way that you intend. That's right. You don't deserve a seat at the table. You are the table. Ooh, come yes. on, table. That's right. All right, y'all. This has been really real. See y'all in two weeks. Yes. Follow. Yes. Talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.